What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to the Basement Talk Podcast Spanish Show. Ed Birdsall joined by, from the Jetsway Podcast, and probably now the Basement Talk Podcast Spanish Show, Jake Simone. Jake, happy Monday. How was your fantasy week five, sir? I don't want to jinx it with the Monday night game approaching, but we are looking at four leagues, four victories. So just finding the any there's out oh, there's a pencil. I'm gonna knock on it. Knock on wood. So it was pretty good. Had a few good shouts, had a bad shouts, a few bad shouts. So I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of staring down the barrel of six and one for the week. Um, the one loss coming from my worst team. So it's I mean, I don't really know if I'm gonna count it. So I'll just say six and zero. I'm in seven leagues, six and zero. Yeah, just throwing the towel on the bad team. Yeah, I'll be one, I'll be one and four. It's okay, but but I do have Travis Kelsey, and I managed to pick up both Dalton Schultz and Dawson Knox. So, so there's tradable pieces. Very tradable pieces. Yes, yes. So you know we'll see what the uh, what the week brings. So as usual, I guess you know how the format works by now. If you are an avid listener. We're going through position by position, you know, quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end, talking about the standout performers for the week. I'm sure we'll be talking a lot about Dalton uh, Dalton Schultz and Dawson Knox. Really is a mouth twister when you have to say Dalton Schultz and Dawson Knox back-to-back. That, that's a weird yep. one to really say. That, that's a tough one. Weird. Um, and then we get general thoughts from the week as well. But I wanted to actually bring up this question. This question actually came into the mailbag after we recorded it. And I thought this was a really great question considering the events of Sunday. So I wanted to bring this up. This is this is from Travis. Travis asks, Jake, is Allen Robinson droppable? And if not, if not, what would be something to try and seek in a trade? A very good question considering Allen Robinson yet again posted an absolute dud against the Las Vegas Raiders. 7.2 fantasy points in full point PPR, totaling four catches for 32 yards. I don't think he's droppable. Obviously, I'm not high on him if you listen to the last podcast. Let me give you a couple names that I would much rather have than Allen Robinson for the rest of the season. Sure. Javante Williams. I do that deal one for one. Like young... You see what I'm saying here? Young so guys with upside. For, I'll give you a guy from – I'll give you two running backs, two wide receivers. How does that sound? So, okay. Javante Williams I'd much rather have. All right. And as a running back, I'm not going to lie to you, maybe hit up the David Montgomery owner to see if he wants Allen Robinson for David Montgomery. It's a buy low. Interesting. As a buy low. Interesting. Wide receivers. You're going to hear me say this name a lot today. Give me Kadarius Tony for the rest of the season over Allen Robinson. I had a feeling. Uh, you're going to hear it a lot today. Yeah. I have a couple. I have I have many thoughts about one Kadarius Tony. I would trade him for Tony, and another wide receiver that I'm very high on for the rest of the season. Give me Devontae Smith if the owner would even do it. Yeah. What guys if, like that? Well, what if now you're in a situation? I think the wide receivers those are good names to target. But with the running backs, I feel like some people are going to hear Javante Williams. They're going to hear David Montgomery. And they're going to say those are guys that are more long-term pieces. And maybe you would assume that Allen, the Allen Robinson manager needs to win now. So are there any other running backs that you could think of off the top of your head that you would go and say, yeah, you could trade Allen Robinson for right now? The one, the one that yeah. comes to my mind immediately is Zach Moss. 
that's the one immediately. I think it's a top 30 guy. I don't think the man, I don't think the owner does it though. I don't think so either, but if you need to win right now and you, and you need someone say Alan Robinson is your third wide receiver. I got right a good now. one. Yep. Maybe Zach Moss is one that you would consider. Go ahead. Damian Williams. Yeah. Yeah. If you need to, if you need a win right now. Yeah. Because if, if you don't win in the next three weeks, when David Montgomery comes back, it's not going to matter that much. So, yeah, I think that's a great one. Damian Williams, or how about if Devontae Booker gets a start for two or three weeks? Are you thinking about it? I mean, if you're staring down the barrel of one and four, two and three, and you need some running back help, I mean, you got to consider it. I think I'd be more – I don't know if I would go Booker necessarily. I think Damian Williams is a great one. I think Daryl Williams, who we'll be talking about this episode as well, is an excellent one. Here's another great one. If you if you have the wins, I'm telling you right now, Alexander Madison could be a league winner for a lot of people if the Dalvin Cook owner does not have him. Because when Alexander Madison plays, I think he's a top five option. I mean, we've been burned, though, by Alexander Madison a couple of times before. Not, not in recent memory, though. Not in recent memory. Everyone goes back to the week 16 from a couple of years ago and a couple of years ago though. Yeah. It, not it, not it, last lingers, year. Yeah. It lingers very much in, uh, in the back of the mind for sure. But I mean, Hey, the Allen Robinson managers at this point, I mean, it, it's getting to the Brandon Ayuk territory of just embarrassment. Oh, I think we're there. I think we're very much there. I, I mean, I went on record. I said, if, if there was ever a week where the bears, you know, where Allen Robinson had to show up, it was this, this was it. This was it. And we all saw Robert Woods have the game that he had on Thursday night, a real, I guess you could say, get right game for Robert Woods. People were kind of hoping, maybe having similar expectations for Allen Robinson, and it just didn't happen. I think you don't drop him because there's still a chance of a trade. There's still a chance of a trade because for name value, name value, name, name value. value alone. It, there's still a chance, man. There's teams that need receivers. I can give you five teams right now that can go out and get Allen Robinson, and that would be a great pickup for their team. Oh, we're, yeah, if we're talking the actual NFL trade deadline, yeah, there's a chance that he gets traded, and, and then all of a sudden, Allen Robinson, who is being, you know, like if, yeah. off on the Bears, can be going to a contender, and say say he goes Kansas to... Kansas City? Yeah. <laughs> say he goes to Kansas City as a number two to Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. I mean, his value would be, would, would be, you know, rock bottom. It would shoot right back up again. And, I would, you know, you could say Allen Robinson at that point, would be top 20 rest of se- rest of season receiver. Yeah. Back to where he should be. You know, maybe maybe he goes, I mean, I don't know if, they, if they, this would be something Chicago would do, but say maybe for whatever reason he goes to Green Bay. Nah, nah. It would never nah, happen. I was going to say that. Here's another good one, because we don't know what the fuck they're doing half the time. Would you be surprised if John Gruden traded something for Allen Robinson for no. a half a season rental? Nope, I wouldn't be surprised one bit. And I would like that. I, I would like that a lot. I think it'd be good for Allen Robinson. I think it'd be good for Darren Waller. I think it'd be great for Derek Carr. Yeah. I mean, Justin Herbert, he's probably good on weapons. There's teams in the AFC in particular. I mean, if, if Pittsburgh turns it around, they just lost Juju for the year. How about, um, it, how about the two teams that are playing in this game uh, tonight? The Colts and the Ravens. Yeah, I think the Colts are pretty, pretty finished. Um, I, I think, I think <laughs> they're finished too. But if you, if you said to me with the cast base that they have, they go trade Allen Robinson, sign him to a massive extension. Boom. There's Carson Wentz's number one receiver. I think Carson Wentz would immediately be the best quarterback that Allen Robinson has had. Yeah. I mean, that 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 goes without saying. 
hundred uh, percent. I think all the teams in the AFC East, except the maybe the Buffalo Bills, could use Allen Robinson. Yep. There's teams that could use him. So to answer the question, don't drop him. Just don't play him. Yes. Yep. You have to keep him on your bench. It's a, it's a wait and see sort of thing with Allen Robinson. Um. All right. Uh, general thoughts this weekend, Jake. I mean, there were there were a lot of injuries that took place. I think if you had teams that come out of this without a single player, without a cue next to them. Congratulations. You did well. I mean, I know, I think every team I had one guy at least come out with a bit of a, a bit of a knock. So, I mean, the injuries definitely were a massive part to, uh, to play in the weekend. And we'll talk about that more and go position by position, but just general thoughts from, uh, from the weekend. That yeah. was my biggest takeaway from the week, from the weekend. Don't believe the fucking media during training camp. Don't read too much into training camp reports because Jamar Chase is going to win a lot of people fantasy leagues this year. Yeah. And the media made it out to seem like he was the worst receiver in the National Football League. Uh, pro football focus, actually. If, you, if we want. Lo- even, even the Bengals reporters said that he looked horrible. Yeah. The, the people well, that watch every well, day. Did, didn't, we, didn't we go through this last year with Justin Jefferson? Same thing. Justin Jefferson struggling against third receivers yep. in training camp. Comes out, breaks every rookie record imaginable. Now, Jamar Chase, here we are. Here we are again. Yeah. And also, the Cincinnati Bengals offense is going to be a, an offense you want in fantasy year in and year out. Um, we, we finally got there with them. Um, another big takeaway, the tight end position finally has some playable options outside of the big two or three. Um, and I'm sure we're going to talk about them. The, the guys that were drafted early are not really playing up to that draft potential. When you come down to it, when you got guys off the waiver wire like Dawson Knox, Dalton Schultz, um, Jared Cook, Jared Cook, even that other tight end that the Chargers have looks somewhat playable. I mean, Max Williams, I think he broke his leg yesterday, but he he was playing like that off the waiver wire. So, guys, uh, even like Logan Thomas that was drafted like kind of high in fantasy drafts didn't pan mm-hmm. out this year. So, yeah, um, the tight end position is is a lot deeper this year than than Rob, most Rob years past, which is nice. Gronkowski. Cameron Brait's not playable, which I, mm-hmm. I thought he he maybe he might have been. But, sure. But there's more tight ends this year um, yeah. that you could justify starting, which is the, a great thing for fantasy. The gap has been closed, I think, for sure, yes. between the top two, three guys and then the, the pack when you have, like you said, when you have, you know, Gronk, when you have Dawson Knox, Dalton Schultz, Jared Cook, and then you have the guy, the top three guys, George Kittle out. Darren Waller hasn't been good since week one. Travis Kelsey quietly has not been as Travis Kelsey like at all. He's he's been he's been fine, but has he been that standout cheat code at the tight end position? No. No, no, he hasn't. And it's he's, been reflective yeah. of the whole Kansas City offense. And that's my biggest takeaway is I look at the Kansas City offense and I see maybe we really have to start reassessing what this offense is and saying this is not a juggernaut that teams have finally figured this out. That you know Chris Collinsworth was talking about this during the broadcast last night that teams now are playing a lot of cover two against the Kansas city chiefs. That basically all it is, is you have a corner and then the corner can drop off. And then once the corner drops off, you have the safety coming right away. They're playing that on Tyree kill. Tyree kills the guy that makes that entire offense tick. You take away Tyree kill. You're able to take away everything else. And for me, it really is just reassessing what this Kansas city offense is. I think they're still good. I still think they're great. But are they elite go-to fantasy options? I mean, put it this way, Tyreek Hill is nowhere near Devontae Adams. Yeah. 
I'm, no, I've, I've, I've been telling people that no one's near Devontae Adams for the past two or three years now. But no one is. No one is near Devontae Adams. L- let me tell you something about Kansas City that I never understood. Now, I never really understood this about Green Bay. Did it ever occur to them to maybe get another wide receiver and stop running out? Like, you see this with Green Bay with Valda Scantling, uh, Lazard. I get it. They brought back Randall Cobb. That's cool. But Kansas City. How many how many years in a row are you going to trot out Demarcus Robinson, Nicole Hardman, Byron Pringle? I, they signed Josh Gordon now. Big whoop. I'm sure he'll be suspended again within another four to six weeks, um, maybe if that. So why not get another receiver on the other side of Tyreek Hill? Like I, they really do miss Sammy Watkins in that offense. But there was guys this off season that they could have had. Like look how great Emmanuel Sanders looks for Buffalo. I'm sure mm-hmm. Kansas City could have used him. Um, other guys on she, I mean, even Randall Cobb would have been a, would have been a great addition for Kansas City. So there was guys to be had that they just didn't go after. Even in the draft, there was good receivers in the second and third round. They didn't even make a play for. So it's just peculiar to me that they just don't seem to find the need to find that other weapon outside Tyree Kill. And I just really question Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He's been very underwhelming. The hype has not been met by any stretch of the imagination. He is not an every down running back. So they have a lot of questions to answer this offseason, the Kansas City Chiefs. Hey, the Kansas City Chiefs could have had Jonathan Taylor as their running back. Yep. Just want to put that out there. It could have been Jonathan Taylor. Could have had anybody. Anybody. Anybody under the sun. Anybody under the freaking sun they could have had. You could have had Antonio Gibson a round or two later. Yep. Anybody. Anybody. You name it. You name it from that draft. They could have had him. Clyde was number one. And they took him as the number one running back off the board. Okay, so let's just go into a more detailed discussion about the uh, the positions. We're, we're going to start with the quarterbacks as we normally do. Top five for the week for the position: Justin Herbert, number one. I have a story about Justin Herbert. We're going to get to that in a second. Tom Brady, number two. Josh Allen, number three. Once again, Josh Allen so- showing no regard for human life. Number four, Jameis Winston. Number five, Davis Mills. Yeah. which we'll get to, um, but the Justin Herbert story. So I was watching uh, the games on Sunday with a, uh, with a few colleagues having a, a, a few beverages. And I had someone, someone announced to the room that they were having a, a little dilemma. And the dilemma was whether or not they were going to start Justin Herbert or Trey Lance. Oh, everyone in the room, Pretty much, pretty much, maybe with the exception of one other person, but pretty much everyone in the room said, myself included, Justin Herbert, you drafted him in the fifth round, you, you start him. doesn't matter. He was so caught up in the whole Cleveland defense thing. What does he do? He starts Trey Lance. Yeah, I mean. He would have won if he started Justin Herbert. Let, yeah, let I mean. That, let that sink in. He starts. And I, and I was out there debating Trey Lance or Joe Burrow. He he, if all he needed to do was start the guy he spent a fifth round pick on, who's giving he, he's he, Justin Herbert is going to have no range to bench him. And, and we were gonna we we're talking about quarterbacks now. I, I I think the hype with Trey Lance needs to come to us. Hold hold the phone. And now he's going to miss another. He's he's out at least a week or two. They said with the knee injury. I know they're yeah. on the bye this week, and I'm sure I'm sure Garoppolo will come back. He, Trey Lance didn't really do anything to keep the job moving forward. No. Oh, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. And if it's not going to be Garoppolo or Trey Lance, it's going to be Nate Sudfeld, Giants fans' no. favorite quarterback, Nate Sudfeld. Well, no, he, well, here's another one. You know who's kicking around? Nick Mullins is, is a free agent, I think, oh. or a practice squad guy. 
I'm sure Mullins will come back and, 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 and you Probably. know, Probably. that might be the best thing for Brandon Ayuk, to be honest with you, is if Nick <laughs> Mullins came back or CJ Beathard. <laughs> Just for a game. For a game, give Just Brandon for a game. Ayuk owner some ammunition to try and sell him. He, he, Brandon Ayuk's had his best games in the NFL with Nick Mullins. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. So, uh, yeah. With, with Davis Mills, let's just let, let's talk about Davis Mills. Yeah, we, we had some no, questions. Don't get caught up. It. Throw it out. Yeah. yeah, all the questions are: Don't pick him up. Don't start him. Don't. He's not rosterable still. Even in Superflex, you wouldn't be starting Davis Mills. Uh, well, that's a little bit different. Maybe. Uh, how desperate are you in Superflex? Do you not have any other quarterbacks on your roster? Davis Justin, Mills to me is the third. Yeah, Justin Fields or Davis Just, Mills. Justin Fields. I, I think Jay Davis Mills is the worst possible fantasy option right now. Okay. Okay. Um, let's go to another quarterback that finished top five. Jameis Winston. Jameis <laughs> Winston. I like Jameis to stream last week. I, I asked you about him. I even said Jameis or Burrow. I still won, but dude, Jameis is that's the typical Jameis Winston roller coaster experience in fantasy. Week one, five touchdowns, you know, down week, down last week. Pre- it's just a roller coaster with him. You just have to get him on the right week. If you get him on on his good week, you you're looking good for your matchup. Mm-hmm. But you saw it, Inter- stupid interception right to the defender. Next drive, seventy two yard touchdown pass. It's that, the that's that's the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he has the bye week six, right? But then next five matchups at Seattle, Tampa Bay, Atlanta, Tennessee. And then at Philadelphia, great schedule for James. And and let me give you a side note on those matchups. Michael Thomas comes back for the saints in all likelihood. Yep. Hey, the time to buy low on Michael Thomas is now. Yeah. If there's a team out there that is struggling, say they are two and three, one and four team, and they've had Michael Thomas waiting in the wings and they need guys that can help them win this week. Allen Robinson for Michael Thomas. I'm I'm thinking I, I'm see this kid has uh, Kittle and Michael Thomas man I, I'm trying to do something for him. Hey, either I'm trying or. to do something for him. I might I might even I might even honestly offer them. I, I don't even know. We'll we'll talk about that off air or something. But yeah, Kittle and Thomas. If you're a contending team, go buy them. What well, I want to talk about here's one that I think a lot of people are. I guess I don't want to say concerned about, but the numbers, despite how well. The team has played on an NFL level. The numbers have been a little underwhelming, and that's Dak Prescott. Looks fantastic. The touchdown numbers are there. He's healthy. Just for fantasy, the numbers are just not what you really want them to be. 27 points points in week one every drop back 58 times. Seven points, 19 points, 26 points, 20 points. Very consistent. He, I don't think he's a ceiling guy necessarily, but is he a very solid floor guy that's going to get you 20 points every single week? Yes, probably. So if that's what you're looking for, Dak's your guy. If not, then you have to sell Dak and maybe get something else. Let me tell you something, though. The, the, the thing is the game scripts have been very positive lately. With the Cowboy, and the Cowboys are running the football very effectively with, with Ezekiel uh-huh. Elliott and Tony Pollard. So I think that has something to do with it there. Um, yeah, I think Dak is not that top three to five option that you might have anticipated um, when you drafted him, but he's still, 
no less than a top 10 fantasy play um, on a weekly basis. Not exactly what you drafted. I mean, it depends where you got Dak Prescott at. But unless I had um, another option to play over him, which you probably don't, you have to play him. So, Rest of season, who would you rather have, Dak Prescott or Justin Herbert? Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert's a top three option for the rest of the season. Justin Herbert for me as well. Dak Prescott or Patrick Mahomes rest of season? Mahomes. Mahomes for me as well. Dak Prescott or Tom Brady rest of season? Tom Brady. Brady for me as well. Dak or Aaron Rodgers rest of season? I still go Rodgers. Give me Dak. Give me Dak. Still go Rodgers. Very close though. Dak Prescott or Jalen Hurts rest of season? Dak. Dak, but close. But close, close. yeah. Uh, let's let's actually Dak. talk about you know what it is though, the rushing for Jalen Hurts makes it close, if that makes that, sense. And that's Dak exactly isn't really it. and I felt like this. I was talking to a buddy, dude, he doesn't really run the ball anymore. I, I felt like before the injury, Dak was much more mobile. Yes. And he, he looks a little bit slower now, to be honest with you. When he's when he scrambles. He's more restricted to the pocket now than than he was. He was. But he's much more I think uh, Troy Troy Aikman was talking about it during um, during the game. He said that Dak is sitting in the pocket more. He's able to really break down the coverages, and he's able. To, he's actually making it much easier on himself, trying to protect himself and trying not to, you know, go scramble, get hurt. He's taking more sacks, which, you know, it it, it is what it is there. But he's able to make all the throws. He doesn't need, you know, to completely bail himself out and expose himself. I mean, look what happened. When these quarterbacks are putting themselves out there, I'm not saying, you know, it's, it's, it's a bad thing by any stretch, but we saw two quarterbacks get hurt yesterday just by doing that. We saw Daniel Jones get carted off. We saw Joe Burrow nearly knocked out. So at the end of the day, you know, Dak is just sitting there. He's protecting himself. He's make, he can make all the throws. I mean, he's got no reason to go out there and, and try and uh, get injured again. Quite, quite frankly. Um, so before we go to the uh, the running backs, very, very quickly, the one guy that surprised you for the week, Jake, that we did not discuss. So can't say Davis Mills because I, I think that's the one that everyone wants to say. In a good way or a bad way? Can be either, either or, however you want to take that. Um, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I was really impressed with how Matt Ryan looked. Mm. on Sunday against the Jets. I thought that was a big game for Matt Ryan, and we'll talk about the tight ends and how wrong we were on Kyle Pitts, but Matt Ryan might start to become that streamer option in a positive matchup with bye weeks coming up for quarterbacks. Um, He's back on the fantasy radar in some degree, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I mean, hell, hell, I think so too. Uh, For me, I'm going to go with the the negative look. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I mean – Eek, 275, one touchdown, one pick. It was just really underwhelming. And I, you you just, you, you thought there was ever going to be a matchup that Kirk Cousins was going to be 303, going to be a really solid floor. You thought it was be against the Lions at home. And it, it just wasn't. wasn't. And the fact, the fact that, the, and we'll talk about it when we get there, but the fact that Adam Thielen was held to zero catches and zero receptions until the game-winning drive is ridiculous, ridiculous. Against the Lions, yeah. Against the Lions. Against the Detroit Lions. 
madness to me. Absolute madness. All right. Let's go to the running back position. Top five for the week at running back. Number one, Austin Eckler. Number two, Miles Gaskin. Uh, uh. Yeah. Number three, Derrick Henry. Number four, Alvin Kamara. Number five, Alexander Madison. Great. Good dandy. Um, Jake, how sustainable is Miles Gaskin going forward? I, I still wouldn't start him with too much confidence. Like, I, I, I had him on the bench. I, I felt like shit for a little bit, but then, like, after the game, it's like, would I have felt, what would I have felt worse about him going off on my bench? Or did I feel worse when he had point three in my starting lineup last week? Maybe you sell Miles Gaskin for something now. Maybe. Maybe that's the silver lining in it all. Um, but a name that you didn't bring up that I was very impressed with and I think is a top floor, uh, top 10 floor for the rest of the season is James Robinson. He's officially back to the James Robinson we knew from last year. Yeah, I think so as well. I mean, James Robinson was, again, terrific, 18 carries. He's going to get you those solid 15, 20 carries every single week. Scores, very, very solid day for James Robinson. The only worry I think that I have with James Robinson is the receiving for him is not exactly, you know, it's not exactly set. But then then again, we have Nick Chubb. We have Nick Chubb that is still a top 10 running back by most people's standards, and he doesn't catch a lick. So Hunt might outscore Nick Chubb before the end of the season. I wouldn't be surprised this right. I wouldn't be surprised this no. right. They're, they're, they're both playing equally. They are. They're both. They, it's, it is a re, it's a real 50-50 now in in Cleveland. And I, I can tell you this. I, I think this is the week for me that Nick Chubb gets moved. Where moved I have. is in like, on an, oh, in your rankings. No, I thought I might trade him. Oh, might trade him. I might see what I can get for for Chubb. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, sticking with running backs, Miles Sanders, do you do anything to change your mind at all this week? Nope. M- definitely bench him on Thursday against the Bucks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of a guy yeah. that maybe, maybe could have moved the needle, Antonio Gibson, two touchdowns. Do we trust him again? I think we do. Okay. I think we do. I mean, it was a good performance. Good performance for Antonio Gibson. I went up against Gibson in two places, and one I'm going to lose, and then another one I'm going to end up winning. So uh, so that's uh, good news. All right, so the, the injuries, we have to talk about those now. Saquon Barkley, the low ankle sprain expected to be out possibly one, maybe probably two weeks is what is being discussed right now. And then, of course, Clyde Edwards-Alaire with the MCL sprain. Going to be out four to six weeks. Same injury as David Montgomery had. So if you had uh, Damian Williams as a $40, $45 waiver ad last week in fab, you would probably expect Darrell Williams to be going somewhat in that similar price range this week, knowing you're going to have a guy that could be a fix for for the next month, probably minimum. And... I think he'd probably even go for more considering he's going to be the starting running back for the Kansas City Chiefs and, and Patrick Mahomes. But, uh, yeah, Jake, I mean, just your overall thoughts about uh, these injuries and, you know, the the now starting yeah. running backs for the Giants and for the I, Chiefs. 
Yeah, give me Booker um, over Daryl Williams because with Jarek McKinnon still in the fold uh, with Kansas, I'm just we saw this in years past with guys when they would get hurt for the Kansas City Chiefs. We saw it with Damian Williams. Remember when everybody thought LaShawn McCoy was going to be the guy, and then there was Daryl Williams, and then it was a split. Um, I, I don't want any part of the Kansas City backfield if if I could avoid it. I'll avoid it if I was desperate. Okay, you know what? Maybe there's a different story there. Um, but Devontae Booker, I think he's startable in fantasy. I think he's a low-end uh, RB2 next week if Barkley was to miss time and or, or like a medium to high flex play um, because we saw Wayne Gallman have success in that role last year for the Giants. So we see that it's rosterable in fantasy and it's startable in fantasy. Um, so – yeah, give Booker over Williams. Avoid the Kansas City backfield if you can. I would agree. I would agree. I think if you need a if you need a long term fix, like if you're three and two, and you want to go out and have a guy that you could pr- probably flex for the next month, think Darrell Williams is the guy. But I wouldn't be going big for him. If you need someone for the next one to two weeks that you're you're completely okay with and you need wins right now. I think Devontae Booker is 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 that guy for sure. Um, yeah. A- anybody else at the running back position, yep. Jake? That was a, yep. a uh, surprise <laughs> this week. How about how about Joe okay. Mixon just playing? Period. Yeah, Joe Mixon and I sat him and I felt I honestly didn't feel bad about it. Um, yeah, I'll start him next week. We'll see what happens. But we need to have a conversation about about this running back room. Is the San Francisco 49ers running back? position rosterable and fantasy football no it, it it's not no do, do you want any part of it absolutely not trey sermon got what two snaps on sunday dose dose I, snaps. I think you i think i think you can cut and run from from trey sermon at this point i i wouldn't blame you if you dropped them um Jonathan Taylor just took a pass from Carson Wentz, 76 yards. I know, yards I know, I know, I know. That was the first play of the game. I don't want to tell you. Jesus. Jesus. I just I just got a text about it. So here here I am. Uh spoiling. If that was Mark Monday Andrews, night. you I probably would have logged off the podcast by now. <laughs> yeah. But but anywho. Yeah. Jake, uh the drop meter, where does Trey Sermon fall on that? I think Trey Sermon's gotta be a seven. I think he's a five just because it would be you giving up on a fifth round pick probably, which is what a lot of people did. And if you, if you drafted Trey Sermon before you drafted Raheem Mostert, shame on you. Shame on you. I I, I have Sermon in one place, but I picked him up off waivers after week one. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's completely fine. But if you drafted him before yeah. Raheem Mostert, who was the starter, <sighs> Yeah, Ugh. I really, I, yeah, I, I just don't want any part of that running back room. Um, speaking of guys on waivers, um, sure. possibly, I think Giovanni Bernard is rosterable in fantasy football. Moving PPR forward. leagues only. PPR, of course, yes. He's starting to look more like the James White, and with so many good running backs, uh, I wouldn't say good, but so many rosterable running backs on waivers this week. Um, particularly Daryl Williams and um. What's his name? Devonta Booker. Uh, Devonte Booker. Drew a blank there. 
there you people go. might over people might overlook Giovanni Bernard. So you don't have to spend a ton of money on Fab. I think he's a mandatory ad. And I think he benefits the most if Leonard Fournette was to miss any time for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which he has gotten hurt in years past than yes. Ronald Jones does. I think if you were to rank the running backs for the rest of the season for the Tampa Bay Bucks, it would be Fournette, Bernard, Ronald Jones. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I think I would too. I think at this point, Ronald Jones is Ronald Jones is useless. Yeah, useless. I think, I think he's absolutely useless at this point. Um, I think Bernard is rosterable, though, man. I really do. Here's what. Here's one more situation I, I want. I want to talk about, and I think you know. Listen, you and I were both big fans of his, so we're going to try and keep the um, the Homer spirit to a minimum when talking about him. But I think we're seeing a little bit of a shift in the backfield in Denver because to me, and this is just me, but I watched the game yesterday. I watched the game back today just to kind of see, you know, after sleeping on it, what my thoughts were because I was going to bring it up on here. I think Javante Williams looks better than Melvin Gordon. I hope so. I I think, I think it's just a matter of time before Javante Williams becomes the number one guy for the Denver Broncos. Let me ask you something. There's a good amount of teams out there looking for running backs. Would it shock you if Melvin Gordon was moved to another team at the trade deadline? No. And I read a report this morning speaking about trades that the Ravens are getting calls about their running backs. How great would it be to see Tyson Williams on another team? Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. uh, But I think Gordon makes sense, though, and particularly the NFC. Um on a number of teams. So yeah, Javante Williams should take over that backfield. Again, it reminds me of the Cam Akers situation from last year with, with the Los Angeles Rams, where you saw Henderson in the beginning and Malcolm Brown, and you're seeing it this year with the San Francisco Denver Broncos. I'm getting my teams mixed up now um, with, with Melvin Gordon. So that, that's a good shout there for sure. And also Michael Carter, another rookie that's uh, a Tar Heel. I think he's taking over feature duties for the Jets as the weeks go on. He's playing more and more and looks better and better. Yeah, I mean, that, that was the next guy I actually want to talk about. Michael Carter is, are we still, I think we're still in a time to buy low on him because I don't know if the, the, the carries and the yardage really equates to anything that's super startable in fantasy. But if you're looking for a guy that's a volume play, if anything else, you're looking for a guy that's going to be 15 touches. I think Michael Carter can, can be that. And like Jake has said, the schedule does get better for the Jets. There are games there which the Jets can possibly win. Do I dare even say it? And we could see Michael Carter get more and more work. So and he looks good. Yeah, he he put the, he looks better than Tevin Coleman. Yeah, Coleman actually looked pretty quick yesterday. And the in the one touchdown Ty Johnson pooched from Michael Carter was because Michael Carter needed a breather. That's mm-hmm. really what it came down to was he was getting a lot of carries and then he was just running out of gas and T- Ty Johnson just kind of ran it in for a yard. Yeah. Um, in front of the goal line, Tevin Coleman was also gassed from running the ball 80 yards on the kickoff return to True. the 20 yard line. True. So um, I'm telling you, uh, this kid, Michael Carter, is going to be a good one. And the Jets offense, they're, they're getting there. They're not there yet. Um, I actually, I'll bring it up to you off the record. I don't want to get too off topic, but you know whose rookie year Zach Wilson reminds me of? We, we, we you, did, you did bring it up off air, and I, I'll say the answer Josh Allen. It reminds me of Josh Allen. So and that is the that is the sound of an audience rolling their eyes right now. <laughs> it does. 
it, it, the same exact issues are there. So the Jets offense will get there. And Michael Carter is going to be a big reason for it. Rest of season, Michael Carter or James Conner? I think I go with James Conner. I would go with I would go with Connor as well. Rest of season, Michael Carter or Lat Murray? Carter, because I, I just think Latavius Murray's best football is just really behind him. I think if you're looking for ceiling, it's Carter. If you're looking for floor, it's Murray. Uh, for me, I'm going Murray. Uh, Carter or Miles Gaskin, rest of season? Last week, I would have told you Carter, but now I don't know what the fucking thing. So I guess Gaskin after last week. Gaskin, IG. Michael Carter or Kenny Gainwell, rest of the season. Carter, Carter. Michael Carter for me as well. Michael Carter or Alexander Madison, rest of the season. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to say Madison because there's just the offset chance of you, you getting a top five to seven running back play. Yeah, I agree. Madison for me as well. So let's go to the receivers. Top five receivers on the week. Devontae Adams, number one. Mike Williams, number two. Antonio Brown, number three. Who I sat in a spot, but I'm going to win there anyway. Number four, Kadarius Tony, And number five, Mike Evans. Jake, I will let you have your moment about Kadarius Tony. Uh, but I was I was very wrong about Mike Evans. I thought Evans, I thought it would be more of a guy. I think Godwin had a pretty nice day. He's, I think he still had 15 in full PPR. That That's not losing you a matchup. No. So they... There wasn't really the odd man left out, maybe scoring a touchdown, I guess. Um, but yeah, Kadarius Tony, man, I told you guys, pick him up last week. I picked him up in almost every league. So um, luckily, the only league I don't have him in is one that doesn't have Fab. So yeah, Tony, Tony is on. The, I think Kadarius Tony. Well, I, I put me on put me on the spot here. I got yeah. another. I got another one about Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony will finish as a top 25 fantasy wide receiver for the rest of the season. Ooh. Wow. You mark my words. Kadarius Tony will be a must start moving forward. I believe it, considering he he's gonna get fed, whether it's Daniel Jones, yep. whether it's Mike Lennon. He was getting the ball. He was getting the ball more than Kenny Galladay was, and now Kenny Galladay is gonna be up for the next week or two. Um speaking of Kadarius Tony, let's talk about Kenny Galladay. The dropometer for Kenny Galladay, where's that at? Eh, like a three, like a three. You could probably stash him on an IR um, this week. It's 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 a three. The Daniel Jones Galladay connection was getting there um, last week. You, you started to see signs of life, but I, I would say a three. I wouldn't I wouldn't drop him. I think Sterling Shepard, if he doesn't play this week, is a little bit more droppable um, than than Galladay. I'd say five for for Galladay, but that's just that's just me not having any faith that's, in that's the Giants. That's crazy offense. though. You would say that Galladay and Trey Sermon are on the same level of droppable. I would. I think that's a little crazy. I think Trey Sermon is like if you start a Galladay, I'm sure you would feel a lot better about starting him than Trey Sermon. Who yeah, there's a oh, chance absolutely. Trey Sermon doesn't even get the play. <laughs> like absolutely. I mean, I put it this way: I wouldn't be dropping Galladay until you shopped him in every single one of your leagues. I mean, if you're in the, the New York, New Jersey area. Odds are you'll have a Giants fan that'll be more than willing in two weeks to take on Kenny Galladay. You'll find something for him. Now, whether it's going to be fair value for him is another question, but will you be able to find a taker for Galladay? Probably you will. 
Um, okay, so let's talk about the Steelers receivers now. Jake and I both were very high on Chase Claypool. I mean, I guess you could say hi. Maybe we were uh, saying, you know, start Chase Claypool on the mailbag because you didn't want to miss the big Chase Claypool game. Here it was. Chase Claypool was terrific. Five for a buck 30 and a touchdown for him. And he now will have more opportunities in this offense, you would imagine, given the injury to Juju Smith-Schuster, who is going to be out for the remainder of the season. Jake, Chase Claypool, top 30 receiver rest of the season? Absolutely. Chase Claypool will be a top 10 play next week as well. Bold prediction against the Seattle Seahawks. Wow. Wow. Rest of season, Chase Claypool or Cortland Sutton? Claypool. Give me Sutton. Claypool or Emmanuel Sanders? Claypool. Give me Claypool. Claypool or Claypool or his teammate, Deontay Johnson? Johnson, but I think it's closer than people might want to acknowledge. Give me Johnson. Give me Johnson. I don't think I don't think it's it's close, but not super close. I, I think it I think Claypool's a better football player than him. I think I would agree with that. I think I would agree with that, but Big Ben seems to like Deontay Johnson. Uh Chase Claypool one more. Chase Claypool or Devonta Smith. Rest of the season. Claypool. Claypool. Give me, Clay, give me Claypool as well. I th- yeah, I think he's a top thirty guy that you can go and plug in. I think the Injury to Juju Smith-Schuster is great for Claypool and his overall fantasy value. James Washington becomes a guy that if you want to go pick up as an exploratory ad, you go ahead and do it. But I wouldn't be, you know, picking him up and starting him immediately. Um, are we going and trying to look at any of the Texans receivers that popped off this week? Chris Moore and Chris Conley. No, you're right. No, you're right about Brandon Cooks. Belichick clearly made an emphasis to take him out of the game, and those guys were pretty wide open. And Belichick let those guys beat him. So I think Brandon Cooks is a decent. I I wouldn't bail on Brandon Cooks just yet if I'm a fantasy manager. I think Brandon Cooks will get back to what he was. Maybe not the same level as what he was doing in the beginning of the season, but I think he's a startable player in fantasy um, moving forward. The schedule does get a little bit better for, for Brandon Cooks. And is Tyrod Taylor is expected to come back soon and start. He is expected to come back within the next week or two. So I think Tyrod Taylor is a big, and I'm sure they'll start Tyrod Taylor too. Have they made any announcement or? No, they've not made an announcement on it, but I would imagine that Tyrod is going to come back and be the guy, which is going to be great for Cooks, I think. So I would say if anything, it it helps. I would say if anything, I think Brandon Cooks is is a solid buy low right now. I think if you could take Allen Robinson and you could turn him into Brandon Cooks, I think it's a job well done. Yeah, very, very job well done, I would say. Yeah, I saw a similar trade to that actually this morning. It's funny you say that. What was the trade? A similar type of trade. Somebody traded Allen Robinson and Jamal Williams for Brandon Cooks and uh, who was the second running back here? And Damian Harris. Oh, that Harris is- has been Harris has been a massive disappointment this year. I mean, he fumbled at the goal line. He should have had two touchdowns. Should have had two touchdowns. Yeah. I, 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 the owner's also pretty deep at running back. Okay. So he was able to make that deal. Swing and Damian Harris. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Rondell Moore. Mm. Welcome back to the party, I guess. I still wouldn't start him with any confidence. Neither would I. Neither would I if we are – being honest with ourselves. 
I want to talk about this Jamar Chase. We need to have a full discussion about this. You mentioned when we were going through that the Bengals could be a go-to play for fantasy for the rest of the year. We Jamar Chase, yeah. Jamar Chase for me, rest of season. I got to see where I updated him in my ranks this morning. Jamar Chase, rest of season for me in full point PPR is, excuse me, in half, in half point PPR. Half point PPR, I have Jamar Chase, rest of season, sitting at if my Google Docs wants to go, which would be absolutely great. Jamar Chase, I have rest of season as a top 15 option at the position. Yeah, I, I, I would say top 20. I'm um, just outside that top 15. I would have to look at it more. I don't do, you know, obviously you spend more time doing the rankings than myself. I'm much more of a uh, Monday morning quarterback. Thing. Monday morning quarter. I wouldn't say Monday morning quarterback. I, I, I have guys, though, that I gravitate towards. But, um, yeah, Chase is good. Sticking with the Bengals receivers, though, I think I'm a little concerned about T. Higgins. I don't own him anywhere, and I did like him coming into the season. I would be a little concerned about T. Higgins, but I think Tyler Boyd is a very safe floor, um, if that makes sense. See, Adam and I were not very high on T. Higgins. Um, we were, I think we were, we were higher on Boyd than most, but we still were kind of eh about the whole thing. We we both did like Jamar Chase. We both did like Jamar Chase a whole lot. I think for me, oh well, let's do this. Let's do this. Rank the Bengals' offensive players in terms of confidence that you have rest of the season out of Mixon, Chase, Boyd, Higgins. Chase one, mm-hmm. Mixon two, Boyd, and then I have to go T. Higgins. Just hasn't just hasn't been good, especially with the injury. I'm going Chase, Mixon, Higgins. Boyd. Really? It, but it's like Chase and Mixon are in a tier of their own, and then it's Higgins Boyd. I think Boyd's going to get his. I think I think week to week Boyd is safer than Higgins, but I think the ceiling with Higgins is, is much greater because the problem with Boyd is that he just doesn't score. That's the problem. That's, that's his biggest issue is that Boyd does not score. He's probably the number four option in that offense behind Higgins, behind Mixon, and then behind Chase. I Much mean, safer I, floor floor though than than Higgins to me. Well, I could tell you a trade that I made before Sunday. I made a trade Thursday night. Tyler Boyd. I was giving up Boyd to get Cortland Sutton. Straight up. Yeah, I would do that deal. I think you're a lot higher on Sutton than a lot of people. I don't know. Though. I am. I am. I, I, I'm just. I think that Denver offense might have been a little bit of fool's gold, fool's gold to the first three weeks of the season with the soft schedule. I think that's the, the trap I think people are falling into with them, that I would caution against that. Well, I also was trying to shoot for a win, and I, I knew that I needed to go and do it. Yeah. And Cortland Sutton got me nice 25. Too, yeah. yeah, 25 points for Cortland Sutton. Not bad. I have Jerry Judy stash, so if I can go play the, the two Denver guys or flip one, whatever. It, it, it gives me something, but it was more of a home run play. And Boyd was not going to do that. I think Boyd finished up with like five no. or six points, whatever, whatever uh, it was for, for the week. Um, here's something I want to talk about before we move on to the, to the tight ends. How is it 
that there could be a football game that has a combined total of 89 points and Odell Beckham or Keenan Allen don't score. Because Mike Williams is the number one receiver for the Chargers now. I mean, I guess so. I guess so. And Mike Williams is a free agent at the end of the year. He's better pay him if you're the if you're the Chargers. You better break out the check. You didn't even pick up his fifth year option, I don't think, right? No, I think they declined it. Yeah. And now here he is. Here he is. He's going to be a top five paid receiver in football. After putting up one for eleven last week on four targets, has eight for a buck sixty five and two touchdowns on sixteen targets. Yeah. Like what? And. and- what? And Odell and Odell Beckham, the writing's on the wall. It's over in Cleveland. Yep. It's over. Mm-hmm. Can get cut after the season. Just looks like he's trying to get healthy, be a good teammate. Just him and Baker never worked. No, they never worked. And, 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 ba- and, and Baker, man, I just think is a tier below all those other young quarterbacks. I, I really wonder what he would look like without that rushing attack and offensive line. He's a game manager. That's what Baker is. He's a game manager and probably nothing more than that. I'm out on Beckham, though. Out. Drop the drop a meter for Beckham. A drop a meter is probably like two and a half. I still wouldn't drop him. Yeah, it's a one. That's a one for me. Try and try and chop him to a to a Giants fan. That would be my my recommendation there, and see if there's any. Giants He'll fans. have a nice week. He'll have a nice week. After a nice week, yeah, I agree. I'm just trying to find the schedule for the Cleveland Browns coming up. It's I'm trying to find the schedule for the, for the Browns and Oh, that's what I can just do. I can just go right to the tight end position and go to the number one tight end of the week, David and Joku, who would have saw that coming. Uh, So the schedule for the Browns for the next, we'll do four weeks, five weeks. We'll go up to the bye, Arizona next week, then Denver, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, New England, Detroit, Baltimore. Odell Beckham has a solid stretch here where he can produce. Will he produce? IDK. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. All right, so let's go to the tight end position. The top five for the week. David Njoku, one. Kyle Pitts, two. Dawson Knox, three. Hunter Henry, four. And then Travis Kelsey, Five. Jake, is Kyle Pitts back into the good graces of fantasy managers? Yes, because you probably don't have anybody else unless you have like Dawson Knox off the waiver wire or Dalton Schultz. So, yeah, that's refreshing to see if you're a Kyle Pitts owner. Um, but I think Calvin Ridley coming back next week does kind of limit the, the ceiling for him. Mm-hmm. But you saw him get a little bit more comfortable. He should be fine. He should be rosterable and he should be started moving forward. Um, in fantasy football. Well, at least when we did the mailbag show, we said Dawson Knox over Kyle Pitts. Dawson Knox was number three. Kyle Pitts was number two. So whoever asked that question about Dawson Knox or Kyle Pitts, you didn't get a wrong answer. Yeah, we, we, yeah. we, you can't, you can't say that we gave you bad advice because they both, they both were, were terrific. Hunter Henry, 
back-to-back weeks with touchdowns, plays the Cowboys next week, who have conceded a good amount of points to the tight end position. Is Hunter Henry now the starting option for the Patriots? And is he going to be a guy that rest of season can be somewhat, somewhat reliable? Nice bye week option for fantasy managers for your tight ends. If you're a George Kittle owner. All right. So apparently we do have some breaking news on the podcast. The Yankees fired Aaron Boone. No. Is that, did that happen? I saw something about him going to the Padres. Hang on. John Don't Gruden, tell me. Don't tell me. John Gruden is out as head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Wow. From Tom Pelissero of NFL Media. He has informed his staff that he plans to resign. Wow. Well, yeah, there's more that came out. He called Roger Goodell. I'm looking at it now. Wow. I mean, the, the, the fallout from that. Wow. From 10-year deal to out. 10-year deal with unlimited job security. To out. To out. Unreal. Unreal. That's it for John Gruden coaching ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He's done. Now, now who gets the job? Oh. I guess Gus Bradley. Yes, Gus Bradley will be the interim. I guess so. And then I guess the real question is, you know, is is Mike Mayock gonna be the guy? Or no. does Mike Mayock get the opportunity to pick his coach? No, I don't think so. I don't think he's going to be the guy either. I think this is a real opportunity for the Raiders, actually, to start fresh. You get rid of Derek Carr. Maybe you have the, maybe you make a run at Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams. I don't think that happens now. And Neither- wow, in Vegas, that sucks. I did like jo- I did like seeing John Gruden back in the NFL. I did too. I did too. But wow, that's um. I didn't think I'd be getting that news tonight. Did not think that would be happening. Um, where the hell were we? Oh, we were talking about Hunter Henry. We were talking. We were talking about Hunter yeah. Henry. Yeah, that was that was the thing that happened. Feels like about twenty minutes ago. Uh, Jake, your thoughts about Hunter Henry? And can can he be the number one tight end for the Patriots by himself without Johnny? He can. Long story short, he can, and he is reliable, particularly on bye weeks or for injuries, like if you had George Kittle. Dalton Schultz, is he startable rest of the season? Yes. Week to week, is he a plug-and-play option? Yes, until until he gives you a reason not to be. Time to have discussion about the Las Vegas Raiders. I just did. Darren Waller. What do you do with Darren Waller? at this spot. I think you wait for I think you wait for another week like week 1 and sell high cuz it's coming. Another week like that will come for Waller. He's too talented not to. 
Um, so yeah, that's what I would say. Anything else that you want to talk about from the tight end position? Uh, Noah Fant was a letdown this week. Um, Big time. Other than, other than that, um, not really. I mean, is David Njoku worth a look moving forward? Is is that for mm, real or no? Austin Hooper's still there, so not for not for me. I mean, I could tell you one other guy that I think has been a huge, huge disappointment ever since teams have started to figure out that the lions are kind of a one trick pony. That's TJ Hawkinson, three points, eight points, four points over the course of the last three weeks. I'm not saying he's droppable. I'm not saying sell him, but if you manage to pick up a Dawson Knox or a uh, Dalton Schultz, or if you are going to go pick up David and Joku this week, I think that, you have to start thinking about TJ Hawkinson potentially as a guy that may not be as start worthy as maybe he was back in week two. That yeah, might, yeah. that might be just, just the way I would look at it for, for TJ Hawkinson. Well, that is it for the week five review. We will be back tomorrow night. Adam and I will be doing the waiver show. And then we will have a review show, a preview show later in the week. And then, of course, Jake and I will be back for the mailbag on Saturday morning. So make sure you are tuned into that. Jake, it is time to go watch Monday Night Football. I, we will get this out to the listeners, and they will have this ready to go. And Adam and I will have more information, have more of a, a reaction, or more, I guess more of a, a in-depth discussion about the whole John Gruden situation on the podcast tomorrow. So make sure to tune in to that. But for now, for Jake Simone, I'm Mike Bertzall. Thank you so much for listening to the Basement Talk Podcast Spanish show, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.